Jim Skippy, uh, today's show is a recording of a live broadcast that was held on the 18th of March, 2020. Today was a full show of guests and things coming in and out. Uh, we had Nathan Arizati with Montgomery County Lifestyle. We had Megan Arthur with Montgomery County Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management talking about uh, the coronavirus and other things, how the county's handling it. And then, of course, we had a local student from Magnolia, Maria. Oof, I want to, I want to chop this up. Yank uh, check. Uh, she came in to talk about what the students were doing, are doing, uh, with the livestock that they raised for the canceled Montgomery County Fair and livestock show. Uh, make sure to listen to her segment. She talks about how you can uh, help out the students who spent all that time raising the animals and. Uh, how you can continue helping them since they're unable to auction them off. There is a website for them at stockshowauctions.com. I think that's running through all the way through the end of the month. So make sure to check it out. Uh, check out Megan's, uh, I believe, it was, it, it was a heifer. I think it was. But you know what? Listen to the show. Oh, my gosh. And then, of course, we had a call-in from Cody Spence, who uh, operates the local catering company, uh, Catering by All Star. They're doing Dinner Tonight specials, which is basically you call them, They'll make you a casserole, and it's delicious, and it feeds a bunch of people. So if you're on lockdown and you're looking for food, make sure to listen to the segment with Cody Spence. Don't forget all the links and everything are in the descriptions or wherever you're listening to the show. Today's show, I want to say a special thanks to our sponsors. Uh, that's, of course, that's Bean Punk Coffee uh, here in downtown Conroe. They're the local coffee shop and uh, delicious food and drinks. And then we also have Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. They help keep the studio clean and sanitized for everybody. Visit them online to schedule cleaning at cleansweepofficecleaning.com. And then, of course, C3 Productions. Uh, they are our local production company who help us light li write liners and produce things, but they also can do that for you too. So thank you to the sponsors, and I hope you guys enjoy today's show. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCCW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, everybody. 909 here on Lone Star Community Radio's Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Hanging out in the Lone Star Community Radio studios. Broadcasting live from now to about 11 o'clock with an assortment of special guests talking about the coronavirus and how it's impacting this community in Montgomery County and other things. And other opportunities you can take care, take advantage of while we're all hunkering down. Thanks for tuning in. I'm hanging out with Skippy. How are we doing, Skippy? Hey, we're doing okay. We're online looking good. Uh, so it be Wednesday. Yeah. Kind of fun, the day after the most boring St. Patrick's Day in the history of the universe. Yeah. Well, the know, irony I, that St. Patrick's Day and all the bars were closed. I was wondering if there was going to be a creative person to put up a digital parade. And somehow we could create a digital parade online. You should have hopped on that, man. I don't know how you would. I mean, if I was Google, I you would... You call the, the people at WIDA who put together all the Lord of the Rings battle scenes in the yeah. movie and just say, can we borrow 10,000 orcs, put them in green, and just have them march down a virtual yeah. main street? Or no, what it should have been is you do the chatterbait. 
Chatterbait. Is it called Chatterbait? I don't know. That's, you ever, that's millennial you ever, talk. You ever seen that website where you set up your web camera and then it randomly connects you to a stranger? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you, you, okay, you they there. had it in Logan's Run. Well, they did. Like, Benfold 5, you know the, ba- the band? Yes, I do. He used to get on it during his live show and put it up to person. So person, like, they, the cameras were on the band and the audience. And when someone would tune in, they'd be like, oh, man, I'm in a concert. And he'd be playing. And so, like, there were some f- interesting creative things you could do with it. And you can also go the other spectrum if you really want. I know you went there immediately because you're a dark person. I am. Uh, I'm a rebel. But no, I was like, you could do that and just have random people doing their parades, but a little bit more organized. And okay. I think a lot of people are afraid of the internet because you don't know the spontane- uh, spontaneity spontaneity of a human being because they're bored inside their house. Because I've already seen montage videos of a guy doing like golf shots inside of his house. Okay. Because he self-quarantined for the past five days, so he just set up different... Like, uh, Are we gonna have a new thing? It's like videos of just people binge watching their stupid, shows, like silly stuff. Okay, so but so we are on the air today, and we're gonna bring our particular twinkle as we usually do. But we're gonna have some experts and uh, uh, industry leaders in the studio today. Yeah, we want to open the we're phone gonna, lines we're, too. We're gonna continue doing that for the next couple of shows. Mm-hmm. So if uh, you or you know somebody who wants to get the message out, something that's been affected with. The coronavirus, contact us, dickandskippy at gmail.com. Love to get you on. Uh, for example, later in today's show at 1030, we're going to have Cody Spence from All Star Catering, who's been on the show. Mm-hmm. They're doing special meal preps for take-home meals. Uh, so he's going to talk about that thing they do over there at the All Star Catering. Cool. Because so, a lot of changes, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of information and disinformation and misinformation going around. One of the guests we have today, we're going to be talking a little bit. If you're seeing us on Facebook, you'll see we got a couple of strange faces. Yeah, she's there. trying to figure out what she got and herself Nathan's into. Nathan's sitting there waiting to start yeah, talking. The, uh, the fuzzball next to me is Nathan Arizadi, a.k.a. Santanate, but I guess he's incognito right now. Oh, I don't know. Okay. And then we also have Megan from Montgomery County Office of Emergency Management and Homeland Security. Did I get that all in one breath? Yes, you did. Awesome. That's right. Well, I I really am thankful for you guys being here, and especially you, because we're going to talk about what we can do. Uh, Just kind of general information for the public. I I don't really have that many questions, because I feel like if I start asking questions, I'm never going to get the real answers to, because this is something that really, at one point, everyone doesn't know, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think that's kind of important when observing the situation with the coronavirus is not, there's not like some underground network of everyone kind of knows, but they're not going to tell the public kind of thing. I don't, I I don't get that feeling. I'm a conspiracy theorist. I don't get that feeling here. Well, and that's one of the things I loved about when I reached out to Megan and she was so gracious to say, absolutely. And it goes with what Dick said a minute ago. The disinformation, the misinformation. That's what Skippy said. I did not say that. There's, there's fewer of them than I think than, than I expected. Uh, however, I will say that it took me a little while to get it, to get the social distancing. I still choose to go out and about. However, I have modified that based on some information I was able to get from some of those sources, more personal face-to-face. And then it made me think yeah, about I, uh, my mother-in-law who's older and my father I who's I saw older. a video of you with a loudspeaker yelling at people, six feet, people, six feet. That's what he was doing. Like, he was blowing it in their face. That and was my twin brother. Yeah. Yeah. I he, still, really, he really I, cares I get, about this community. He hangs out at HEB telling people six feet. <laughs> 
that didn't happen. I know. I'm just kidding. But anyway, uh, yeah. Well, one thing that uh, Meg and I got a question about. Uh, if I can ask Meg, uh, so you're with, can Let's you tell us what the office is, yeah. what your title is there, and how you came about to be in there? Let's do that first. So I am the Homeland Security Planner and Public Information Officer for the Montgomery County Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management. I have been there since June. Um, before that, I worked in the federal government in the Senate, um, and uh, that was the job I took when I graduated from Texas A&M, so um, kind of always been in government, but this job has been very exciting. Um, two months after I started, we had Hurricane Imelda, so it's always been, it's been some moving parts, and we're who manage any emergency that happens within the county. Awesome. How did, and how, so... You say so you pretty much your adult life has been in the political uh, or government, sorry, government arena. Correct. Well, did, what prompted that? How did that start in school when you were taking a class and thought, this is what I want to do? Deep roots here, too. Yeah. She had some deep, good roots. So, actually, when I started at Texas A&M, um, I wasn't planning on doing government. Uh-huh. Um, I was actually going to do kinesiology and go to medical school, like, an inspiring high school student thanks um but i had a really good uh college professor who taught government and i really loved it and it just seemed to be like what my niche was and so that's i followed that path and texas a&m the bush school has a really good program for political science and i feel like my education was very well Awesome. Well, we're glad to have you in the studio with us as a probably calming voice of reason to counterpoint Dick over there who chicken oh, yeah. littles everything. <laughs> Can't wait to do that today. So, uh, well, okay. So I have a question, and this is y'all can answer it in any way, but I prefer you to answer. Yeah, preferably the uh, expert. The expert. <laughs> so I, I think what I haven't wrapped my head around about what's going on with the coronavirus is the the impact it has on a human being. Is it? it's almost like we're reacting in a way where it's like in a movie, like it's the worst thing to ever happen to you're going to die if you get this. Mm-hmm. But from what I'm understanding is like, that's not really the case. There are people who are more susceptible to it. Correct. Like in, in brackets, like ages and mm-hmm. things like that. If you have cancer, if you're have on a respirator, respirator, those kind of things. So when we're going into the next couple of weeks, cause this is going to be the, the real big impact week from what I understand. Mm-hmm. If you think you have it, what should you do right now? If you're sick. If you're sick, you should stay at home. Stay at home. Okay. Um, Don't go to the hospital. No, do not go to the hospital. Um, MCHD and public health have recommended that if you're sick, you call your medical professionals or your primary care doctor. And if you do not have a primary care doctor, you call a local ER, but do not show up there. They have proper procedures. Okay. Um, they meet you at your car if you're if they suspect you have the coronavirus. They meet you at your, at your car and they triage you there and they escort you into the hospital through these side doors to where you're not in with the direct public. They try to mitigate it as quickly as possible so you do not get around. Um, yeah, because that's the one thing like I haven't really pictured yet because mm-hmm. what, what I'm seeing is just response stuff. Right. Not like, oh, hey, if you feel sick, these are the symptoms. Like you said, quarantine yourself at your house mm-hmm. and I... Because one thing, too, this is a virus in a sense of how long does it happen for? Like, say I'm young and I'm able-bodied and I'm, I'm sick. I, I think I have it. Some people are just going to wait it out. Like, they're really right. not going to go to the hospital, right? Just like the flu. So, so that's – because I, I don't see that. 
Yeah, so the people, um, we have some confirmed cases in Montgomery County who are self-quarantining at home. Okay. The ones that are in the hospitals are those who are having farther medical issues. Okay. Um, that are in critical condition because it does affect your lungs and your heart. And if you already have a bad immune system, mm-hmm. it's going to affect you even more. So you'll see it from both spectrums where you have people who do the whole process at home and then you'll have some people that have to be hospitalized. It just depends on the person and the quality and like the type of care they need. Because that, that's the one thing I haven't really connected with. and Because I, I don't see it in the, in the, on the social media, on the websites, and then the announcements. Mm-hmm. It's more of like it's all over the place, and it depends on who you are as case by case. Right. And especially my wife works in the medical field, and it's interesting to see how the hospitals are responding, mm-hmm. how the government's responding, because some things feel like it's in a movie. Right. And then some things are like, well, maybe we could do better over here in a sense. Because I kind of laugh, and this is a bad way of laughing. It's, so my wife, they're going through kind of like well, how to handle the influx and stuff. And I was like, do you think they're doing the same thing at HEB? with their sacker who's, you know, 17 years old. And it's like, this is how we're going to handle the impact of the, the need of toilet paper. And no one, those kids have no idea what's going on. They're just kind of like, oh, I guess I'm just working today getting yelled at. So I think that I think that's what I was saying. Like, you don't really understand where we're when are we going to get to the martial law part. People are talking about that. You're still on this whole, you want to see the tanks rolling down the street. Well, I mean, I, I've seen the siege. And I'm like, dude, that could really happen. I will give a PSA. Toilet paper is not needed if you do contract oh the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, oh, um, yeah. It is kind of interesting to see what the public runs to when they sense fear is they need to make sure they have toilet paper. And so um, apparently Americans are really upset if they're going to run out of their toilet paper. Megan, I'm well, convinced that it's a control issue. That When things are happening outside of your control, it's mm-hmm. like, well, I can control my... You know, because we're going for toilet paper, and what's the other big thing that's just being... Well, sanitizer, water. any type of sanitizer. Water, yeah, water's water. the other one. I mean, I've used my tap water. I've got, friend, I've got friends that use tap water that are hoarding bottled water because in the back of their minds, they're thinking as they're much as they want to admit it because they want to be macho, mm-hmm. they're thinking, well, if this gets really bad, like a hurricane, yeah. then they're not going to have water, they're not going to have electricity, mm-hmm. things of that nature. And it's funny, you brought up something medical that that people aren't seeing that picture. That's what I think slowly we need to do is make people see that picture that you said. When you said, if what, what do I do if I get sick? Well, I don't know. Let's back up. What do you mean by sick? Well, that's There's what different I, ways of looking at yeah. it. Well, my eyes are running, my eyes burn, my nose burns. Well, that's allergies. Well, how do you know? Because that's not the symptoms of coronavirus. Well, well, I've got I've got a bunch of junk in my lungs. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, is it pneumonia? Is it drainage? Blood. They're going to ask you a bunch of questions, and and some people have mentioned. Well, that makes me mad. Why are they asking all these questions? Because he might have the coronavirus. We've got oh, to great. go take care of him. <laughs> Let's look at Don't him. Don't waste all our resources the old guy. on me, <laughs> who just has a cold. Correct. Is that correct? Yes. And now we're talking about just two of us. But now look at 500,000 in the county. Look at 75,000 in the city. Mm. Look at the state. Look at the, the things like that. And I think it's also to help slow down a mass hysteria. Because if we've got people freaking out over toilet paper and water, what if all of a sudden the test kits come in, we test, and there's overnight 20 people positive, but 19 of them don't have symptoms because their body's strong and they're fighting it. All we're going to remember is, oh, my God, 20 people, they're going to die. Well, yeah, Does that make sense? That's well, my sense, that'll be the initial yes. wave. But then that will also drop down the fatality percentage. 
you know, right now the people who are we're, we're seeing are dying. It's like, oh my God, there's a three percent uh, fatality rate based on who's showing symptoms. You get ten times that number of people suddenly show up now suddenly, uh, but they're not dying. But as you just said, because they have coronavirus, but they're not. Their bodies are fighting it off. The the perspective fatality rate. Am I making am I making sense on that? That that will go down uh, proportionately. There's, right now, it's based on how many people are, are, are saying that they have positive coronavirus testing. Well, right now, no one under the age of 10 has tested positive for the coronavirus. And wasn't there like an infant actually born, like the mother had it or something? I don't know about okay. that, but I know that in the U.S., no one under the age of 10 has tested positive for the coronavirus. So it's not that they're not being around it. Um, it's not like they haven't been in public where the coronavirus has been, because if you've ever been to an elementary school... There's germs everywhere there. Right. So it's, it's antibodies, I'm telling you. They just have the immune systems that can fight off this coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And from what I've understood is the coronavirus isn't new. It's the strain of the coronavirus right. is new. Because the common cold is a coronavirus. Correct. So the issue is, is no one has the immunity for this particular strain of the coronavirus. Um, our goal at our office and in the county is to try to limit the exposure. That's mm -hmm. why we're social distancing. That's why we put limits on crowds and sure, um, a little bigger table here. Why you see public gathering places closing is because if we can just do a steady climb, our healthcare system is going to be able to manage that. If we see what China had or what Italy's had, it's not our healthcare system isn't going to be able to sustain the sick people. And we're not going to be able to have enough supplies for those people. And it's going to create even more hysteria. And it's going to kind of create that martial law type aspect that you were talking about if we do not have a steady climb and we do kind of like this thing. Um, so let's tell people one more time who are just now tuning in if, if they feel sick. Because I think because uh, a sidestep is I think a lot of people have the big fear of it. Mm -hmm. So when they when people talk about it on the news, it's like they die. Or they're going, they're going downhill. Right. And I think that's something that a lot of people need to understand is you can fight it off. It's mm -hmm. like the common cold, but if you have the other news doesn't analysts, report the five thousand airplanes that land safely every yes. day. Yes. So if you do feel sick, the best way, the best scenario is stay home, quarantine yourself. And now, what happens if you call your you call your doctor, mm -hmm. your personal doctor? If not, call the local ER, mm -hmm. and then you'll go through the steps. They'll provide the yes. information on how to handle it. Well, because even Montgomery County Hospital District or the Public Health, they have a number you can call as well too. Yes, if, they if do have a be. hotline that you can call. Um, a lot of companies have said that HEB has an internal eight hundred hotline for their employees too, so they can walk them through that process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And EMS um, since December has had particular questions they ask on every health call to screen them to see if they if you are suspected of having the coronavirus and then our EMS professionals they gear up in their PPE to where they're protected um, and transport that patient if they're having medical issues so we've been prepared for this and we've been t putting the steps in place um, well I think that's kind of the misconception a lot of people have what I'm seeing is they people go there's no cure Mm -hmm. And, you know, the chance of survival is this percentage now, and people are, they're taking that percentage and doing 100% in their mind. Right. And I think that's, because I th I, that, I'm not really worried about it because I do have faith in the local system here, especially mm -hmm. Montgomery County, because of the way I've met people and seen how they handle it, especially with my wife working here, 
I'm like, I trust you guys. Like, I trust what's going to happen. If I feel sick, I'm going to listen to you. Tell me what to do, and I'm going to listen to it. I'm not going to, you know, go to the the fair, the barbecue cook off, and then go to other places. So that was right. that was a slide against that guy. I'm sorry, but. Uh, <laughs> But hey, Dick, while we're on the air, do we want to open up phone lines today for people who may have questions? We're going to keep going. I think okay. the best way to communicate with us for questions is facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. There you go. That's so the if you're listening to, to us there, and if you're listening to us on 104.5 or 106.1 on your Conroe dial, uh, you can call the line, leave a message, and that's 936-228-9368. Leave a message. Went. You can text it. You can uh, leave a message or mm-hmm. go to Facebook. We're, we're live right now. Drop, but drop your comments and and uh, so uh, Megan, question I have: uh, Can you tell us what? First question I have is: Can you tell us what the actual symptoms are? Because we are smack dab in the middle of flu and cold season, so we know what you know. If it's itchy eyes or runny nose, it's not coronavirus. It's probably allergies or the common mm-hmm. cold, which is going on too. But what would separate coronavirus symptoms from flu? You know, everyday flu symptoms. The main the main symptom is fever. Fever. Um, Dr. Dickerson with MCHD and Public Health did a really nice Q&A on Facebook yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of answered all like the most frequently asked questions Montgomery County has had on their Facebook page about the coronavirus. And he's the medical professional, so I would definitely steer you to him if you want to know symptoms and what the process of the coronavirus is and the status of cure and all those kind of things. He's definitely the expert on that. Um, and he did a really nice informative Q&A on what citizens should be looking at, how we should be mitigating it. And he was a very good, it was a very good thing on their part to do that. Um, it seemed to get a lot of nice traction. Okay. I have two questions that are somewhat related. Uh, you say that you, uh, you, you joined this office around Hurricane, um, Alma? Amelda. 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 Uh, so you've seen some emergencies. One thing that I've noticed as a layperson, just kind of on the outside looking in, is that there's a lot of people are overreacting or busting those or underreacting or people who, who are saying, because like I myself this morning stopped by and picked up tacos for Dick and myself. I'm not really giving it a thought, but I'm very cautious about being around my mother who's elderly mm-hmm. and has COPD. So I'm like, Right. totally, you know, trying, but I'm like, she's by herself, so I have to partake, so I'm walking that fine line. How is the response to this emergency compared to others? Now, I know this is different than a hurricane, but I've just, I, I've lived through bird flu and SARS and H1N1 and Ebola, and, mm-hmm. and, and I, I mean, you can go back to the 60s. I got my BCG scar here from the old days, like someone like Nathan and I. I've never seen a reaction like this. Right. Is... Can you explain maybe what the factors are? So the reaction on the government side is to be proactive mm-hmm. um, to where we're not having to be reactive. Um, while we are this proactive during a hurricane, you just, when a weather comes through, you just have to let the weather come through. We can't put up a wall with the hurricane and say, no, 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 you're not coming. Um, you just kind of have to let it do the devastation where it's going to do it, and then you have to recover afterwards. Mm-hmm. With this, we have the potential to put a wall up and say, no, 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 you're not coming through here with the social distancing and to limiting crowds. So, But in this area, in this region, we're used to hurricanes. We're used to flooding. We know what to do. We know the process of preparing. We know June 1st is the start of hurricane season, and we need to start preparing our emergency kits and making sure that we're prepared. But this is not something that people are 
in my generation, I have never really seen this. We had Ebola, but it wasn't on a scale like it is where there's a case in every state. In China, having the effect that it had on there, and Italy. So this is a little different of a picture than like your average hurricane. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm on the one of the national registries, the the NCO V2019 dot live. Overnight, Nash uh, is in country. Is oh, I love that world. That's a seventeen-year-old kid who put that together. I thought you were going to talk about another registry. I was like, mm-hmm. "Where is this going?" We went to um, Florida. I use Florida as an example because that's where my mother-in-law. Well, she's staying with us now, forever now. I hope if you're listening, mm-hmm. Mama Rose. But Florida spiked in cases sp- and multiple deaths came in overnight. So I think a couple of things that we're seeing there is we can look at this live. So we're like. What did I just say? From 180,000 worldwide to 200,000. So we just need a chip. We just <gasps> oh my need God, that's just, you put those numbers, so now right. that's, that's fear. Right. Um, so we're going to have that fear reaction because of that number. I just said, oh my God, we just had more cases in Florida. Well, that doesn't pertain to me, but it's still a number. So I think social media is a big driver, mm-hmm. good and bad. We need to get the word out of what to do, what not to do. The hospital, Holly knows so much. You guys are using your channels to give this information out. The bad part is some people hear half of what it is. Right. Half of what you say and the rest is wah, 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 wah. So they panic. They just hear, oh, my God, we've got more cases versus the calm, cool. I'm one of those that does not believe in government taking care of me in the way they do all the time. This is one of those times that I do believe government is there to take care of us. Mm -hmm. I also know that because I've got a lot of friends that own businesses, me, with what I do for a living, my pipeline is dried up. Well, everything's just Other places are dried up, but they don't take this lightly. They know that this is going to kill. Incredible Pizza had to shut their doors yesterday. I helped put that out there for people. One guy said, well, this is ridiculous. They're panicking. Why are they doing that? They can still have 50 people in there. Okay. 20 or 25 of those would be employees. Correct. Then you got 20 or 25 people that would be customers. You got to have the tables 10 feet apart. Their business model could not sustain that. The smartest thing for them to do at the time is to shut the doors. However, mm-hmm. it, it breaks their yeah. hearts because they know that you get laid off, you get laid off, you get laid off. Oh, yeah. So we see that it's this crushing them, and they may yeah. or may not come back. Can you believe that, Sean? So part of, Bowling closed. part of stopping the curve is if we stop it quick now, mm-hmm we can get those businesses back open quicker. Correct. Like minor inconveniences now are going to prevent serious problems in the future. Um, that's, that's one thing I haven't really visualized too is when is it reasonable to say this starts going down? Like you say, we're, we're, we want that steady inflow into the hospitals because we know that's coming. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like in my mind, I'm like, well. What's well, that curve that, that, you know, you've probably seen online where you got the uh, initial, you know, you got the two like yeah. L curves. Well, I meant more of just like, when right now locally i think it's april 1st is like kind of the average number where people are going to be not april 1st june for uh people are going to be opened up again well that's the if so i can I guess, quote as marks a business too, owner my, myself and like doing the theaters you know i've been non-stop and not april 1st board meetings and stuff talking about how can we plan for further seasons or something? And so there's like a two-week plan, a four-week plan. Now we know the two-week plan, there's no way that's going to be met. Yeah. So we have a four-, six-, and eight-week plan right now, and hopefully it won't go beyond eight weeks because then mm. it's a whole different conversation uh, at that point. I mean, I think weeks. they should just cancel the uh, NFL season because Texans are just going to get crushed. 
And I think we could skip it, right? Well, I that'll that's, work. That's... Megan, the second question I was leading up to, well, kind of based on what you said, was uh, with all the information going around, what are the trusted sources? So um, our Facebook page is Montgomery County Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management. We share only facts there. Mm-hmm. We share from public health. We share from school districts. We share from the county judge. Any information you want to know about how the disaster's panning out, we shared something from the SBA the other day because they are offering loans for small businesses to try to mitigate the hurt that they're going to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so we share all of the accurate information. Um, we don't share fake news there. If you want to fact check something, we're all. If you Facebook message our page, we're always willing to fact check something for you. Oh, we, good. We had someone call yesterday who heard around the bush that their mud district was going to be shutting everyone's water off. So we called oh, the mud God. district. Are you going to be shutting everyone's water off? And they were like, No, we're not shutting anyone's water off at the moment, um, unless you're delinquent on your water bill. Which same old, same old. So um, we're trying to mitigate the panic by helping you fact check whatever rumor you're hearing. And we try to do that. Missy, the PIO for public health, tries to do that with all of our positive cases that came out. Mm -hmm. She tries to fact check, as much as HIPAA will allow her to, the rumor meal that is going around. So if you pay attention to your government sources, you're going to have the better picture of what is happening. I want to go back to what y'all had talked about and then kind of got away from. Go back to the April 1st part. Go back to what order is standing now, mm-hmm. why, what, what is your reasoning, and then what's the deadline? What does that mean to people forecasting out? Because he had a good point when he was talking about that time. So right <clears throat> now the county judge's order is through Easter Sunday. Um, it limits any gathering to 50 or less people, but we really would like you to pay attention to CDC guidelines. It says 10 or less. Okay. Um, and let's let's make note: almost every major city in Texas, mm-hmm. and a lot like 19 states, have gone to that where they're right. closing restaurants, closing bars, totally. Mm-hmm. And we didn't want to completely come down and say all restaurants and bars are closed, because we believe in free enterprise, and we don't want to hurt small businesses more than have to. Um, that's not our goal here. So we, the county judge found a way where he could keep those small businesses open but still try to protect the public. We're not recommending you go to all these restaurants and just, like, bar hop and whatnot. Mm-hmm. If, but if you need to go out for a meal, like, this is the guidelines that are set forth. Um, the 50 people do include their employees. So it's not 50 people in a restaurant eating. It's 50 people, period. And tables 10 feet apart. Correct. You know, if, if you've been to Joe's Italian Restaurant, you've been to DeVernon's, you've been to McKenzie, picture that in your mind and or picture about places. three quarters of every table being taken out mm-hmm. or with the sign on it. Just go to B-52. They have like right. six acres. You can, you can, you can <laughs> but fit so, so now you've got you 40 these. tables that you can only sit oh. at 10 of. Yeah. I mean, the, the goal is for people just to stay at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know that... At this time, people aren't going to stay at home, but that's our hope, is if you can stay at home, stay at home. It's just going to help us get through this sooner if you just stay at home. And do you think the reports and everything for for information-wise, is it still going to be day-to-day for right now, or is there going to start doing something more of like week-to-week announcements? So right now, even if 
we don't have an update that day. We have been updating and saying we're holding steady. This okay. is the status. Um, because honestly, in our, it's changing every day. It might not be shifting enough in the public information world, but we are having to react on a day-to-day basis to help mitigate this. And the information is, we get more information or information gets enhanced where we can help with the process of kind of trying to fight this virus. So right now, we are our goal is to inform you at least once a day on what is happening, even if it is. Same, same old, same old as yesterday. Over the weekend, we had that case where Missy even put out a press release. Just FYI, we're holding steady. Um, we actually sent out a press release because one of our positive cases got sent home from the hospital. And so it's like, a, I just FYI, you, there's that. some positives going on yeah. here, too. I'm um, on your press release mm-hmm. list, and I've got to tell you, and I told you the other day, these guys do an outstanding job of giving you enough information to let you know what's going on without slamming you in that fear factor. You do a fabulous job. And I don't know who's listening all the way up to County Judge Mark Keogh, but y'all, you do a fabulous job. I've looked at some of the stuff that you're putting out that Missy and stuff, and I compare it by watching other stuff. You're very calm, you're very cool, and you do give us some positives. You got it going on, Megan. You're doing a fabulous job. Thank so you. let's remind people where they can find more information like what we're talking about right now if they're just now tuning in. So we have a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's all Montgomery County Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management. Public Health also has a Facebook and Twitter. And then our website is mctxoem.org. Okay. mctxoem.org. Yes. All right. Well, Nate, Megan, thank you so much for coming in. Is there anything else you want to let the public know or let uh, I, I like, Sean question, know? Actually, yeah, because I think I'm in the high-risk category just from you people. For those of us who do have to go out, um, who, who have to maintain a, a presence, or even like today, what's the best way, if we can't hunker down, to protect ourselves? Because we're hearing masks don't work, shave your beards. You know, we're hearing so many different things. Uh, so for someone like Dick and myself to, you know, keep a keep a show going, what's the best here way we go, can Sean. protect us and others besides spraying ourselves with hand sanitizer? I always thought you were going to spray my body. So the biggest deal is to have your normal good hygiene, mm-hmm. making sure you're washing your hands and not touching your face. Um, we do recommend that anyone over the age of 65 or that has pre-existing health conditions, especially if it affects your heart or lungs, um, to stay at home just because this disease does affect those people a lot more severely than your average healthy person. Um, The masks do not help you if you're still touching your face. Um, So that's the, the reason of that. But if you wash your hands all the time, you should, you're gonna be able to fight this. Um, now, I mean, there's always your exceptions, but right. the suggestion is is that you all you stay at home as much as possible. You don't congregate in large crowds, and you keep your kids home. You just stay at home okay. as much as the, no one wants now. to hear that. <laughs> stay at home. <laughs> you I can't touch your face. Now I want nothing more than yeah. just touch my face. Well, with the, don't do too, it. Part of the testing has been kits, but part of it too is why you don't do it at your regular doctor's offices and things like that. Do you know what it looks like to get the nasal pharyngeal test? Have you done it? Is that that goes into your nose. Oh, it goes up to the brain? all the way back, not to the brain. I don't have one, though. And it goes back and touches back here. So your immediately reflexes, (coughs) 
to cough or sneeze. So now you've got somebody sitting there, you coughed and sneezed on him. You're coughing and sneezing. We'll just call HGB. They got those shields. So they've got to be fully right? seated up. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons why they're trying to contain the testing, right? Correct. Another reason. And we're trying to bring more testing to the county, and we're trying to bring more supplies to the county. I know that's an issue, but we're working on it as fast as we can. The state is working on it as fast as they can, but... The problem we're having is it's affecting the whole country. So we're having to, instead of in a hurricane where it's a regional, maybe it's like two states, where all the supplies can just go to those two states. Right. Every state needs supplies. And you have states like Washington State and California who are a little bit more progressed than Texas is. So resources went there. And so we're we're having, we're waiting on supplies. So that's that's once again big. West Virginia brings up the rear. They finally got one. My wife's from West Virginia. Well, so let's I'm uh, giving let's re- recount number one. If you feel ill, just quarantine, self quarantine, mm-hmm. and don't call, go to- call your prof- uh, call your doctor. Yes. If you don't have a doctor, call the local ER, and they'll run through the steps. Mm-hmm. Right. Of, but don't just show up at the local ER. Yeah, don't show up. show up. And I'd like to plug in there. So if you're sick and you know it's allergies, or you know it's something else. Your immune system is still down. So you may not know. You may go, oh, well, I don't have the coronavirus. But while your body's fighting this other infection, you're huge risk for the coronavirus. And so this, that's another reason. Does that apply quarantine. to everyone in the sense of, like, we're talking about Sean's mother who is older. And so if she feels ill, same steps. Self-quarantine, call the doctor, and then it's the same thing. And if she starts to have medical issues where you see her, like, having breathing problems... That's a 911 call. Okay. Anything that you would still call 911 for, you call 911 for. Our EMS professionals are set up for if there's a possible there case go. of coronavirus. Yeah. So, I mean, I if you're feeling a little cold and you have a fever, don't call 911. Call your health provider. But if you're having issues breathing or those kind of things, it's a 911 call, and they're, they're prepared for that kind of call. And Good. as you said, now I'm seeing a lot of people like kind of tuning in later. So let you know, we are talking with Megan. She's a Homeland Security and Public Information Officer for mm-hmm. the Montgomery County uh, Office of Emergency Management and Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. Did I get anywhere near that? Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> and sounds official, though. Yeah, yeah, it does. And so she's got some great information. What we're going to do is if you have questions, drop them on our uh, Facebook feed. And we'll encourage Megan to look at it but uh, and respond if, if need be. But you can go to their Facebook page. Just type in, what, Office of Emergency Management, yeah, Montgomery, Montgomery County? Montgomery County Office of Emergency Management. And, uh, we have a nice little eagle logo. There um, you go. And I'm yes. sure Dick will pop up the... Uh, uh, tag the page there pretty soon because a lot of good information. I'm working on it. Thank you. So yeah, I know Dick's got to do mm-hmm. everything over there. And we, first off, we really appreciate you coming in, mm-hmm. and we've already got listeners thanking us for having kind of like voice of reason, which never happens on this show. No. So you, you've really you brought I try us to get uptown. his knee jokes in there, but no one was paying attention because this is serious. This is serious stuff. Well, we'll, we'll yak it up later between uh, between guests when we eat our tacos. And, yeah. And, I well, just touched my eye. Yeah, you can't not do this. Get out of the studio. But I brought my own. Put put that in your eye. Please put it in your eye. Yeah, I watch with your aloe vera gel. It's just like when your mom told you not to scratch it. I'm telling you, the second I said don't touch your face, I have never been more hyper aware of my facial itches since then. Can I say this? We're we're going to break, man. I'm playing music. We're going. Megan's awesome. She's local. She's been here. Got a great family line. You're awesome for what you've done Thank so you. many years. Thank you, Megan, so much for coming in. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to chit-chat. I think we got someone coming in around 10 o'clock. 
she's from the, to be uh, Montgomery County Fair. Uh, was she is she a patron or is she uh, she raised? She's a senior in high school, Magnolia high, high School, president of the FFA out there. Okay, uh, part of the state. Wonderful, a lot of stuff. We're gonna learn a lot about that too. So that's coming up here on Dick and Skippy in the mornings on Lone Star Community Radio, your community radio station. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpong Coffee. Beanpong Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpongcoffee.com see our complete list of special events. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Is there someone you know who is hooked on vintage aircraft? Follow the commemorative Air Force and its fleet of World War II planes, including the mighty B-17 Flying Fortress Texas Raiders, which is based in Conroe, Texas. Texas Raiders tours locally and all around the United States, offering the public a chance to put their hands on aviation history. What could be a more perfect gift than a flight on a historic B-17? Taking to the sky on the iconic bomber is an experience that will never be forgotten. For the touring schedule, reservations, or more information, go to b17texasraiders.org or call 855-FLY-A-B-17. Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for a summer internship, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936 936- This is Rick, TRC. 
Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two for Tuesday, or a three for whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line, 936-647-3776, or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right, you can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it. Hey, welcome back. Dick and Skippy in the mornings. I think we may have some new listeners here today, so we appreciate you uh, tuning in, turning on. It is 9.51 on a Wednesday morning, 72 degrees outside, a yeah. gloomy overcast downtown Conroe. Yeah, the weather hasn't been playing. They kinda set, it's been setting the mood for the past week. <clears throat> right. Now, it's supposed to be, you know, they've been saying hot weather uh, might kill this virus. So you got Dick and Skippy in the studio live or broadcasting worldwide, and we're already beyond uh, um, our local boundaries. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Kelly, my sister, who's in um, Albuquerque right now. And, uh, you know, Albuquerque, home of the bubonic plague. It's still going on, just saying. <laughs> but you guys can survive the plague. You can survive anything. Yeah. We got um, some great uh, listener feedback coming in already. Uh, we were talking earlier. If you missed it, know that uh, you can rewind the, the video here. Uh, we podcast everything, but we're talking to Megan, who's we a were, Homeland we Security and, right. and Public Information Officer for the Montgomery County Office of Emergency Management and Homeland Security. You can go to mctxoem.org or just go on Facebook, look at Montgomery County uh, Office of Emergency Management, and you'll you'll find their Eagle logo and sign up with them. They they do daily, uh, at least daily updates. I should ask what their biggest vehicle they have is. Like a Humvee three or something. And then they have like a duck thing that you know floats and drives. Like the penguin used in Batman yeah, Returns. Very similar. To I that. would. I would give Nathan's left arm to see that. I always felt during a crisis in the Galveston area where they have the duck tours, like those are the first vehicles you want to get. Because, you know, you can get away. You can float <laughs> there, for a bit. Can. Dick's just aching to just run as many jokes <laughs> as possible in these serious times. We've also got a special guest in the studio with us, Nathan Arizati, a.k.a. Santa Nate, uh, a Montgomery County yeah. legend in his own mind. <laughs> yes, oh, I have a face for radio. And a voice true. for a mime That's show. True. And then uh, Nathan's been kind of coordinating a lot of guests coming in, so we want to say appreciate to uh, Nathan over here. And then around, I think at around 10 o'clock, we have somebody from Montgomery County Fair, one of the uh, senior from Magnolia. Well, she's, uh, she's oh, a she's senior not, from Magnolia she coming in? She canceled? No, she's, uh, she should be here any minute now. Good. I'm, I'm excited. And then we're going to have Cody Spence call in from All-Star Catering or Catering by All-Star. Uh, they're doing a special program right now where they do dinner tonight, and you can pick up I've had it before. It's like big pans of delicious food, and you just put it in the oven. It's easy peasy, and it feeds a boatload of people, and they have different scales of that. So he's, mm-hmm. we're going to call him and talk about that neat program. They're located in the Willis area, so if you live in the Willis area, Conroe, or really Montgomery, wherever uh, in the county, uh, it's a great option for picking up food. There and you go. <clears throat> One update we can do, sorry, is that um, you no, misspelled Corona go. on the uh, on Bro, our, Oh, on I need to right put there. the video up, don't yeah, I? Yeah, put the video up, but Corona is C-O-R-O-N-A, not C-A-R-O. Oh. So, yeah, listener Brett, thank you for being our grandma. Well, that's, what, uh, that's why I'm in charge of these things. <laughs> I know, right? So you can make fun of me. There you go. I do want to talk about, uh, you know, we are talking about the coronavirus in our typical Dick and Skippy way that, you know, we try to inform and educate but entertain as well. So uh, don't mistake us if we're cracking jokes or anything like that, that we're taking anything less than 
not you know, me. serious. You can call me a, a okay, punk all you I'll want. I'll be the grown-up of the two, which, which the really scares me. But I want to talk about uh, yesterday kind of what I I did because, you know, as I said, my, my mom's elderly. She's got yeah. COPD, so I'm trying to limit her. She's going stir-crazy. and Did I finally COPD? Uh-huh. Wow. And uh, so she's going stir-crazy, but I had to point out to her that she really doesn't go out a lot anyways. So it's not that she wasn't able to go anywhere. It's yeah. that she was being told she wasn't. And so I said, told her, you can go for a drive. Well, you you, you, know, you, you, you know everything about control. Just bring her some TP. Like, you're in control. Well, mother. I would if there were need to be found. You're in control, mother. So yesterday, what I did is I was on a hunt for certain groceries, A, for her, and B, for me. Because I want to, uh, basically, I said, let's pretend that within 24 to 48 hours, everything just shut down for two weeks. You know, for 10 days, there's nothing. People like, you, you know, it's like. the power's on. Well, there's that. So the the wife and I, first we went to Walmart because I got a Walmart right near me, which actually on fresh did vegetables it, did and it stuff. Did replace the Randalls that you missed? No, not yeah. yet. But although I got to say, but Randalls Corporate's kicking themselves hard right now. If they just stayed in another month, they would have made enough money from all this panic buying to keep open the rest of the year. No, they wouldn't. That place sucks. Yeah, well, not anymore. But so we went to Walmart. And so this is firsthand knowledge because I went to Walmart, Kroger, and Walgreens and a farmer's market type place yesterday. So I went kind of one of everything. So I wanted to, like, give my perspective. You're trying to spread it as much as possible. That's right. I did. sounds like. So I'm patient zero. So at Walmart, I did notice it was not Costco packed. You know what I'm saying? There were people there, but it was like a typical Tuesday mid-morning lunchtime shopping there plenty of fruits and vegetables. Eggs were totally wiped out. Dairy was low. Meats were somewhat low, but I was I got a salmon fillet, you know, for for cooking later. Um, depending oh, on man, yeah. So depending on the box goods you needed, if you needed like cornbread mixing, give it up. But you know there were what, tons well, of snacks. Well, you need. What I'll encourage people to do if you have streaming services, Gordon Ramsay and other chefs have really cool how-to videos at cooking simple meals so if you're not really a cook this is a good time to learn how to make like an abundant of food out of a meal and that way you can kind of ration your food yeah and so, as long as we have power the freezer's working just fine and yeah. dandy and as, as as brett's saying if you need actual groceries like ingredients for cooking food you should be fine there's plenty of spices plenty of sugars plenty of you know uh the pre-packaged stuff like the the tuna's gone the canned chicken's gone that kind of stuff but there was plenty of fresh that was discover a palette of delicious flavors. There at, you go. Not at Randall's, right? So that was <laughs> that was Walmart. Uh, I oh, I also hit the mall, and I did notice that half the uh, the food court places were shut down, including Chick Fil A, and there was no one that you know with the little. Why would you picks. go to a mall? I had to take care of something. Well, that was Monday. The mall was Monday because I broadcast a show from the mall on Monday, so I was there. Why would the mall be open? Why wouldn't it be open? I'm just I'm just thinking that's where people gather. Yeah, but it's big. Yeah, it's not like a single room, like a you know church or a conference room. It's big, and so I'm just saying that. I mean, most people in my mind go, "All right, what are we doing today?" Well, let's not go to a place where people well, gather. Well, so at the mall on Monday, I did notice that a lot of individual individual businesses were shut down, and that in the food court, you didn't have the guys with the toothpicks handing out the little you know chicken cacciatore. Oh, you're banking kind of on that, aren't you? Yeah, I was. I was hungry. But anyhow, that, that was my Monday broadcast. So, But yesterday, on Tuesday, like I said, the, that was the Walmart. So if you need staples, kind of give up on the bread and tortillas and like milk. Staples. 
Like, no, not click. that. So that was that. Then it was to Walgreens because I had to pick up my mom's medication from there. And we're going to have a separate topic about this Medicare for all because my mom's on Medicare and she had just had right, to pay no, no, us no, insane amount over of it, money. Skip over it. But once again, depending on the meds you needed, they're okay. Now, I was looking for, believe it or not, we got those ear thermometers. Okay. And we ran out of the little protective condoms. Wipe it. Well, that's the thing. But the thing, if you don't have the cone on it, it won't read. It's like, beep, 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 you need the cone. Well, that sounds like a, what do you call it, a scam. Well, I learned how to, how, to, how to rig it to where it would read anyways because all the cones are gone. Anything thermometer or fever related is gone from your CVSs and your Walgreens. Yeah. But again, with Walgreens, there were plenty of, you know, if you needed what you typically go to Walgreens for, it was there. Mm-hmm. Then it was Kroger, and this is what surprised me, that Kroger had a lot, and this is the one on Research Forest in the Woodlands, had a lot more than I thought they would have. Now, there, more and more places are rationing out, saying, you know, one dozen eggs maximum, that, so forth and so on. I was able to actually find a gallon of milk there, which surprised me because everyone else has been wiped out. But can cows get corona? I don't think so. Whatever. But it's just, you know, the, the milkers. It's all it's all operated by machines these pasteurized. days. Pasteurized. I yeah, thought it was pasteurized. all machine. I've seen the videos of, you know, they're just machine hooked up like the Matrix. Yeah. They're and they just sit cow there. Cow sex toys. Yeah. But moving on from there is. Wait, what? Uh, what? What? I, I don't. Did you say something? Interesting. Yes. I like it. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> move on crazy to Kroger. They even had a whole boatload of paper towels. No toilet paper, but the paper towels was the... the People are picky about what goes around that so private you area. you that paper towel right. roll in half, and you got two rolls of toilet paper. Well, here's the thing. Those, these paper towels I don't think you want anywhere near your hiney because they were no, just... No, you put it... You, you dampen pulp. them, and you put them in the uh, dryer, and they get soft. Oh, my Lord. So I did, did. No, I'm So... Again, with Kroger, it wasn't over. I think the initial panic buy happened. Yeah, I think I think everything's kind of settled And down so it's settling bit. into a quasi-routine. And then the final place I went to was a, a secret place. I don't want to give the name of it because I don't want it overrun because I really liked it. But it's like an indoor farmer's market. It's not a chain. It's uh, uh, where you know a lot of... of it? Oh, I do know the name of it. I just Why don't want, Why? Because then everyone will go there, and it's my secret place. So now you're just speaking just for the sake of speaking. You're, well, not, you're not helping on what anybody they had, well, What I'm encouraging people to do is look at the smaller places. Like, uh, I do know that the Tamina Farmer's Market that's happening this weekend will actually be a drive through they're, they're setting up oh, the, the tents to where you can just drive the stalls. Yeah. So people are adapting just fine and dandy. You know, one thing I've noticed, and I, I want to get y'all's opinion on this, where a lot of the reporting, a lot of what's going on, and I was telling Holly this ago, I think what what people are missing is cities like Houston, New York, cities that have a large population will be affected greatly from this. But a lot of people live in smaller towns. So there's I was like so I don't really see when people hear the reporting they're thinking oh the, like this is a big deal, but they might be talking about in Houston or in California or or not California like LA or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not really the same as, say, like Center, Texas, and stuff yeah. like that. It's that concentration. I mean, if you look at you look at Conroe, look look at the streets right now. You guys are down here every There's morning. a bunch of people down here. Well, but there's it's dead compared to what it I should be. I couldn't find a parking space, morning. so that tells me something's going on down here. Well, it's it's pretty dead, though. 
I mean, and you look at the restaurants, you look at, you go back. It's not, you're, you're, like you, there's a parking, you can't park. There's not dead down here. Except that one space that happens to be open right in front of the studio. Okay, well, we count differently. I see open parking spots. The point is, Those are compared handicapped. to usual. So, <laughs> We're going to so fight about we this, don't have. <laughs> bottom line is, we don't have the concentration. Yeah, that well, Houston I think does, that's. That Dallas does. So I think that we, Conroe. And when you say Conroe, you may be thinking about, you know, five miles outside may not be the city limits, but it's 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 at 105, it's, it's 75 Frazier. So I think to your point, we're not as concentrated. Maybe we're not as as arrogant to say, I'm doing well, it anyway. Well, to go back on uh, Sean's full list of where to go shop, like I think that's, I think the fear of the toilet paper, all that kind of stuff was based off those large cities. So like imagine going to the HEB off Bunker Hill. That place is a nightmare already. But imagine during this kind of time. So, yeah, there's a, like, that to me when people say oh, the, they're taking pictures of everything empty, I think a lot of those places are more around highly concentrated areas where the local... Yeah, they're also getting restocked as soon as they can. Yeah. And, and that's what I was trying to point out at Kroger. Yeah, the toilet paper was wiped out, but there were paper goods. Do you know where they're not restocking? Where? Randall's. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> I, I walked into I that I love that. I love um, it. But we're talking about, Nathan, you know, the, the concentration. And I think no one knows... This is purely my personal take on it, so uh, it's no scientific basis on it. But what I'm using is kind of my litmus test is I have approximately 1,500 friends on Facebook. I have a friends list of about 1,500 people, and I know a vast, vast, vast majority of them. I mean, personally. I think social media, such as Facebook, would be a good litmus test for people to realize or to find out how they are being affected of my friends list, no one has died from the coronavirus. Well, now this is also a world. You only communicate them through Facebook, so it could be an AI. This is true. They could be bots. But what I'm saying is that if you have 100 people on your friends list, the, the percentage still is the same. You know, how many people might get the coronavirus? I have a friend who's down for the count, but a. Uh, uh, we're pretty confident it's the well, flu. Why would you say it like that? Well, he's, 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 he's not self- down for the count. No, he's self-quarantined for the week because he feels like poop. When you think of down for the, the count, you think of like KO'd. <clears throat> okay, well, then I'll change the, the yeah. phraseology. But, uh, you know, my dear friend Sam, he's got the flu right now. We were talking yesterday because I hadn't heard from him in a couple of days. And usually we have a morning phone call. It's I'm a, surprised Facebook doesn't have that check-in thing going on. They were like during their disaster. Well, like Facebook, their algorithm screwed up yesterday where they were tagging all the coronavirus posts as spam. And a lot of people were tripping out over that. It was it was an algorithm glitch. Yeah. They, they fixed it. But I'm using my Facebook contact list not as a hard, fast rule, but just as things progress, if they progress, because I know a lot of people are predicting another Italy. The problem with Italy is that Italy has a very elderly population. You know, you know, they, they have good. I've living. never been there, so I have no idea. It's and so it's. I think there's a disproportionate number of elderly people there. Their system was just not designed for such a massive influx. Well, that's what Megan was talking about. That was the the yeah. goal of their information flow and everything was to mitigate what's coming in because it is going to be coming in to the hospitals. It's but being able to control that influx of people, and I, I like the idea. And I think a lot of people get disconnected with it. It's like if you feel sick, don't immediately call nine one one. Don't freak out. Just self quarantine. Call your doctor. Figure it out from there because they'll help you figure it out from there. Like you don't have to figure it out after you make that phone call. Correct. Now, if I start having friends in the next few days like 
oh my gosh, fever, I've tested positive, this and that. Then to me, that would show that, okay, the predicted uh, uptick of, of cases yeah. uh, would happen. So I, that's why I'm keeping a close eye on my Facebook because, again, a vast majority of my friends are domestic, meaning American in America, but I do have overseas ones too. So that's what I'm using. I would suggest that for people. Again, it's not a hard and fast rule, but it kind of gives you a sampling if you have 10 yeah. friends. What do you think you could do with your friends? Like I, for example, today I was, I'm going to help out a friend who, uh, who want they they can't go to the birthday parties anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a bunch of them were all going to fly in and do things. So now what they're doing is they're playing a game online that they use their phones and stuff, but they're trying to figure out how to connect everybody because they're from like four different states and those kind of things. So you're, you're going to find Zoom and WebEx yeah. and Skype. They're going to be now. Now's the time to buy that stock, I would think. As they, and I say this is a non-professional. Uh, yeah, definitely listen to you. <laughs> you're right. The guy who shopped at Randall's. Buy high and sell low. That's what I do. But uh, but no, you think about what the communities are doing and trying to encourage. You know, like you say, your mom might stir crazy. What do you do? And I mean, I know me, I'm fine because I mean, I'm okay by myself. But mm-hmm. now I have Holly, so I'm worried about her. Uh, but uh, and then we have a dog, so that's nice. There you go. So, what about you? What are you doing, Nathan? Are, are you, I know you're on Facebook all the time. You're like addicted to your phone and all well, that kind of stuff. I'm trying to give out as much positive information as I can. Uh, you know, a couple of events that I was a part of aren't going to happen right now. A couple yeah. of the campaigns we're not sure about what's going to happen. The Texas Elections Commission could still postpone some things for I don't a while. see why they don't. Because not even that, like, not even because of the day is, like, especially here in Conroe, it's May, I think it's May 4th for the, the, oh, the, the city council. Oh, uh, the election. Conroe City Council. City of Conroe, yeah. May 26th, May 26th, I believe. way off. May uh, 2nd would be the Willis School Bond. Uh, we've got the runoff be- and stuff, too. But I'm trying to to give as much information to protect people as I can. Um, using this being a part of your format here to get positive things out to help people. But I'm also trying, that's my um, Pollyanna style, I'm trying to touch some heartstrings. Yeah. Uh, perfect example, Marie coming in. I don't know if you guys want to talk before she gets here. She's running late, there's traffic. But there's so much to that backstory of there's her. There's no traffic that, out there. That So much of that backstory <laughs> Yeah, let's hers, call her out. Let's call her out when she gets here. That... So many other kids and so many other families are having right now. And so I think it's important that as... Yeah, what do you think about the, the grand scheme of that? Because so many people are expected to be like suffering from certain things, like either a job or event oh. or something like that. And I know the government is kind of doing what they can do. I think it was they were trying to announce that they might bring, like give money to people. Here's the deal. They're going to end up might, giving money to each other. Like Facebook... Said $100 million to small businesses and stuff like okay. that. I don't know how that's working. They probably small want to take your DNA. Small business loans, low-interest loans, and that's great, but it's still a loan. There's a certain point right. where the government, it's not their job to bail you out, but at the same time, they're there to help. So you've got businesses that will go after some low-interest loans, and it'll help them. However, right now, the waiters, the waitresses, look at the shop next door. Uh, yeah. What about the beauty parlor, the beauty shop? You've got people that don't want to go out and get their nails done, their hair done, because they're afraid they'll get sick. You've got people that cut hair but we wouldn't afraid really, that they'll get sick. You wouldn't really see an I don't see, I mean, realistically, I don't see an impact on that until it's like two weeks. Then when we're done, drive around with me. I'll take you and show you. Well, I'll no, take you and show I'm you saying, it's, it's, I know it's impacting now, but I'm saying like when you're getting to that serious point where it's like, we're they shut down. They live on down. tips. So. They live on money day to day. 
I got a couple of friends with restaurants that immediately saw two thousand to twenty five hundred dollars a day gone. gone. Yeah, yeah. So now they're now they're employees. I had lunch at Joe's yesterday. Joe's is the law enforcement mecca because he gives law enforcement a great deal. It's the safest place to eat at in Conroe, by the way. Probably the shadiest place for something going down. When I walked in, there were six tables in like there. Be I mean, come on, think about that. It's there. an Italian restaurant, and there's a lot of police officers there. And he's there. from Albania. So there's something going I mean, that's just, I'm kidding. Right? Yeah, you'd have to be a real idiot to do the drug deal there. <laughs> but there were six tables when, when my wife and my, my, my dad and I walked somebody in. somebody here? There were six tables when it's normally... We'll be with you in just a minute. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I know there's an impact coming. I'm talking about globally. I'm talking about, like, that's when, because we're talking about the government giving people money. And, like, I was thinking to myself. When they give you money, it's going to be four or $500. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, how are they judging that based off of what, not like, XYZ? Or well, is it more of. And when was it that Obama administration gave out? Was it $400? No, it was Bush. Was it Bush? Bush gave out $500. $500. So. I wasn't, I wasn't eligible for that. I was really upset about it. Well, and then you got people that they're saying, like, well, well unemployment, they're, they're waiving unemployment waits. You don't have to wait that 14 days. It's immediate. But there's paperwork. And then yeah. you look at that. It's still a percentage. So if you were making well, that's what I'm curious how, week, how, everyone's, how they're handling it. And like, I'm, I'm, one thing that like I, I kind of – it was interesting about these developments. You see how different countries, different states, different communities handle – relatively the same chaos mm -hmm. and so like we spoke about italy and i know they're having huge issues with the hospital so i imagine other hospitals around the world looking at that going okay so we're learning from this but, so that, but the financial part that's one thing i'm interested to see how people react to it because i know here in montgomery county there's a strong support for local businesses for like kind of like well like cody spence all-star catering coming on later he's going to talk about the, the the dinner tonight so clearly he's not doing weddings but as long as, but, long as your, your business can handle it, like, for instance, we, we talked about, you know, dear friend Margie Taylor, her business is events-driven. If there are no events, there's no income. Uh, my Dinner Detective show yeah. that we talk about, it's shut down. And unfortunately, uh, the the people that own the, the Houston one also own the California one. We talked about AB 105. Oh, there we go. The, the we always law. try to get that little... Well, no, I'm just saying that there are unforeseen circumstances that will pop yeah. up that will just... Jack your budget. Uh, well, with uh, spam a lot. Same thing, you know. Stage works. Well, yeah, theater. local theaters here. I well, bad because it goes beyond. It's just not the one sh one show going down. Let's talk about Little Shop. We'll keep Stage Works out of it right now. Little Shop of Horrors is an extremely expensive show to put on because they know a lot of people will buy tickets, and the the assumption is that more there more money will be made from ticket sales than the cost of the show, and money from that will go on to the next show. Because remember, you had to prepay. All the licensing for Little Shop of Horrors. And rent. Yeah, and rent and everything else. And costumes and all that kind of stuff. So that money suddenly dried up. The money that was supposed to come in because Little Shop of Horrors shut down halfway through is gone. It's not coming in. Some people may donate their tickets. Some may not. But you know what? Rent still due next month. And the money literally didn't come in. So you can have all the community support you want. But, if the, you know, I can't pay for a ticket for a show that doesn't exist. Here's the other. Here's the invisible force that no one's talking about right now. And I honestly don't understand is why the media. Well, if the media loves a firestorm, yeah. And quite honestly, folks, if you're listening, you hear my voice. I'm a little freaking ticked off about this. Who pays attention to that West stuff? Tech, I don't. No, oil. The oil. Halliburton furloughed 3,500 people in Houston yesterday. Stop and think. That's just one company. 3,500 people were furloughed. What does that mean? They want them to work for the next six months, six weeks, if possible. 
one week on, one week off, they'll get no pay, but they'll get benefits. So you say, well, why would you do that? Because they've got nowhere to go yeah. and they get to keep benefits. The drilling rigs have shut down. The companies here now is this because Houston, of Corona or is this just because it was convenient? It's time, because convenient Saudi time. Arabia is having a little tit for tat war okay. of oil war with with Russia. So it's another way that the economy is crashing and burning. So we've got Corona, but that is another thing. If you had that infusion, if oil was forty, fifty, sixty dollars a barrel, you would have more philanthropic. You would have oil companies in different people associated with it, service companies that would be infusing money in here. Yeah. You're not seeing that because they don't have it. So we've got a firestorm going on between the virus, which can hurt you really bad or kill you, hurt your business. So when we're telling people, go get carry out, go do drive through, that disposable income is not there yeah. as much. So I, mean, I don't know. it's going to, it's right now, West Texas intermediate is $24 and 80 cents a barrel. It was $28 yesterday. When does it stop? I like that a little. And whose fault is that? Well, it's not the punch. president's fault. When does it fault. stop, Sean? Well, at when this moment, fewer people are driving. Stop. So, again, it's supply and demand, and oil prices are going to drop domestically pretty soon. It has nothing to do with driving, though. No, well, no. here's the thing. It's for, for the per barrel cost, absolutely. But what I'm saying is, is that... Well, this is a topic I wasn't prepared to talk about, so my, my thoughts are still forming on it here. Uh, it's all facade. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that people, we, we've got a firestorm. We've got more than just coronavirus, and especially here in the Conroe-Montgomery County area. I'm talking to the mic, man. Conroe-Montgomery County area. We've got, in the Houston, we've got so many people that live up here that work in Houston. Yeah. That's just Halliburton, Schlumberger. Exxon well, Mobil, I mean, yeah, Everything's being affected, but th th that's another day for a conspiracy theory talk. So, oh, it's not a conspiracy. Oh, I, think, oh, I love. I it's got, Saudi, I got some ideas. Well, it's Saudi Arabia and Russia. There, there's, there's, a, there's, an, uh, there's a battle going on. Saudi Arabia is flooding the market. What I a little bit because well, Russia was undercutting OPEC prices after they pulled. Well, out. but they're getting rid of their reserves. Their Why are we talking reserves. about this? I have no idea what y'all are talking about. This is very boring. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay, Dick. Pretty soon you'll be able to buy gas for under a dollar a gallon. Oh, great, because I go to so many places. There you go. still got to keep a profit margin. So I, I, just, I live like, like six months away from here. Was. I don't want to go anywhere else. I'm so. not saying it's a good thing for the world. Except I'm saying for you. Can, I prefer, can, I, can we talk about some things about Marie before she comes in? Well, we're, we're, you know we're going to have, have Cody Spence on 1030. So, ah. Marie, I'd, I'd hurry up. I mean, you know. Her dad is in the hospital. He's a quadriplegic. He's a Houston oh, wow. police officer. He mm -hmm. was injured in the line of duty many, many, many years ago. I don't know how many years ago that was. 10, 15, 20. Uh, family's very, very, very involved at Magnolia. Her dad's in the hospital. Mm -hmm. He's got to have a couple of procedures. When he goes in the hospital, being quadriplegic, a basic endoscopy, colonoscopy, things like that can be extremely yeah. dangerous composed to us. So that may be why she's running late. There is, she comes from Magnolia uh, on, one, on uh, right. 1488. But no, I'm giving the backstory about her because we'll be rushed when she comes in. And she's real involved in the Magnolia FFA. She's real involved in the state, Texas FFA, and the regional. And, and those kids do so much more than just show animals. They really are involved in their community. They give so much of their time. They volunteer so much of their time. Uh, one of the things that her and some of her friends did, they reached out to me last year saying, do you know of anybody in need? We can go volunteer. Right now with school shut down, um, 
through her mom, her and some of the friends are like, do you know anybody in need? Is there a way that we can go out yeah. and we can do something in the community? They're looking for things to give back and things to do. Um, and so they're scared about not being able to show. They kind of accepted that. But now they've got steers and lambs and goats that they pay money for. Can you say Craigslist? Can you sell animals on Craigslist? No. no. How about and you, can't got, do it, you can't do it you on Facebook either. you got a market, too. You had 30,000 exhibitors at Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo from around the Interesting. state. Interesting. I wonder how you can solve that. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of the FFA and then think of think of uh, There she let's is. Let's see. You want to litter in? It's probably locked. Is it locked? Clearly it's not. All right. <laughs> You're great. The terrorists are coming. Yeah. Oh, it's down. Hand sanitizer? No, we got. <laughs> and Nathan I would, I wasn't talking to anything. Nathan's offering listeners you. there. Don't accept it. All right, let me set up the camera. Take a seat. Good to see you. You're good. He, he, he told We're us. We're live right now. We told him. Yeah, he covered. That was in the he hospital. covered for we you, Marie. About that. We so we are. Uh, we do have in the studio now, and I know Dick's getting the camera set up. We have Marie and Nathan. Why don't you do an official full name uh, and title? Uh, introduction here. Well, folks, this is Marie Anchek. She is from Magnolia High School. She's part of the Magnolia FFA. She's part of many, many things out there. Uh, she was a Fairy Queen candidate last year. Bottom line is, you've been showing about 11 years? Eight years? Um, somewhere in there, yes. Okay. You might get school. a little closer to the but microphone. She, there um, you go. She is just, to me, Marie is representative of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids here in Montgomery County that are part of the show families, whether they show chickens or goats or pigs or they're non-livestock and they bake cakes and print, they shoot pictures. They're, they're our youth. And I've said this before, when you look at the youth around the country and you look at places like Washington State or California, I get scared. When you look at the youth here in Montgomery County, I look at people what? like Marie and her friends. Oh, yeah, I do. I don't get scared when I look at them. <laughs> He's These profiling. People, I miss I'm it. profiling. I'm profiling. These are our future, and, and they're awesome. And that's who she is, so you guys go for it. So to all of our listeners in California, so she the, the opinions of Nathan Erzati may or may not reflect oh, Yeah, Everyone wants to know how, how many parents actually raise the animals. As far as parents raising student projects, I would say that um, parents completely raising or being the ones that are you know in charge, it's really rare. Um, you see kids doing this because it's something they want to do. Yeah. If a kid doesn't want to raise a, an animal, uh, especially a project like a steer or um, a pig, a goat, lamb, anything market and a large animal, um, bottom line is they're not going to seek out um, their parent or a breeder and pay the money um, if they're not going to be the ones that are working with them. Obviously, smaller kids have to have some help. Um, Who baked that cake? Right. And that's why the interview process is yeah. so extensive. And especially with cows, too. You know, you're not going to let an eight-year-old um, necessarily well, call to break a cow That's one bite, thing so. I enjoy about the program you go through, because you said 11 years. Every year, it kind of gets a little bigger for the child. Right. And mm -hmm. I think that's a really good way of introducing things slowly. And like, and like you said, they want to do this. Absolutely. So for, so for me, I started off with lambs. Um, both of my parents raised livestock. My mom, between my mom and my my dad, I think they raised every species there is, um, including and, you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and so I started off with lambs, and I showed for the first time at the Montgomery County Fair. So it obviously, is a very special place in my heart. But I was kind of small, so I had a smaller breed of lamb, um, and then I kind of worked my way up from there, and we raised heifers. Um, breeding heifers are a really great opportunity for kids that don't want to have to, you know, say goodbye to their animal at the end and know that they're going Why to be is processed. That? 
Well, breeding heifers are animals that we use um, to kind of look at further, furthering um, our genetics in the livestock industry. Um, not just heifers, but in Montgomery County, that's the, the program that we have. Um, in places like Houston, in the major stock shows, there are breeding does and um, breeding like gilts for pigs. Um, but it's an opportunity for kids to be able to raise animals that will contribute their genetics to our um, our kind of like our breeding pool. Interesting. And then that way we lambs. can improve. Yeah, lambs, goats, pigs, and okay. cows. Yep. So, so they're not going to be slaughtered? I can't buy and eat it? Not a heifer. So those are going to be females. Oh, so there are rules. Yes. Oh, cool. Um, and that's another one of the things that is really interesting about this program is that you find kids, um, even younger than myself, that are experts in their field of knowledge. So you may have an, a kid that is really, really passionate about their species or their breed of pig, um, their breed of cattle. They know everything there is to know about it. They're dedicated. They've put in the time to selecting that animal um, and understanding why they've chosen those animals for sure. It's a, it's a long so process. What are you doing now? Since this unique scenario happened with the Montgomery County Fair, I know you rate your people are raising. What are the kids doing now with their animal? What's what solutions are being offered? So there are a few things that um, people in the community have come up with, and um, you know there are different types of solutions based on. For sure, if you have an animal that is worth um, a lot, they're all worth a lot. They're all priceless in my book. But um, if you have an animal that costs a lot in terms of your financial investment or the time that you've put into it, obviously, um, as parents um, that are looking to help their kids make sound financial decisions and as kids who are looking to um, have a good financial setup to go to college or pursue whatever education they want after high school or even buy their next um, animal project, Obviously, we're all looking for ways to kind of help recoup funds and um, have an outlet to be able to sell those animals. Mm -hmm. Because if you have a steer, if you have um, a weather, like a goat or a lamb, obviously you can't do anything with them sitting in your pasture. It's not like you can breed them. You can process them and eat them yourself. But um, a lot of kids, you know, they, they raise livestock, and so they do have that availability of to have a steer in the freezer already. Um so there is a website called Stock Show Auctions, um, and Stock a lot Show Auctions. Yes, auctions or options. Auctions. 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 Um, and I, we can probably get you the link for that for the. I got it. Okay, yeah. awesome. Nate has it under control. Um, for the Montgomery County Fair, and there are several options. So um, you, as an as a exhibitor, as somebody that would have shown in the Montgomery County Fair, there is an auction that's um, list like a listing that is only for kids who are entered into the fair. Um, they have, I think they even have uh, a thing for ag mech kids to be able to sell their ag mechanics projects. They have uh, like, like different trailers and stuff. Is trailers, that what they're doing? Yeah. Um, I think like different sizes they have different categories at the fair but mm -hmm. trailers are the largest ones i know people do like a big like yard furniture things like that um that are awesome and have so much time and thought put into them for sure um so there are ways for kids to sell those um there are ways for kids to sell and what we call a terminal sale so um it's kind of just if you've ever been to the montgomery county fair livestock auction it's very similar except it's all online so you can look at all of the animals that people have signed up um, there's a description about the animal and also the kid um, and then there is a um a way for and it started tonight at midnight or last night at midnight um there's a way for you to be able to bid check this out. well and let's say this too i'm What's that website again? Stock 
showauction.com. I was about to send it to you. It's it's a group of auctioneers that put this together. It's not just the Montgomery County Fair. It's right. not it's not and it, and I'll say this because I know okay. they're real big about saying they're not a part of it. Yeah, there's a link it's right here. It's not the Montgomery County Fair Association that's a part of this. Right. It's these people here put it together. Yeah. So if you were or in Montgomery the Houston Show. There's a link show, right there on the first thing. So it's If not you're hard in the Houston Show, you've got a place to enter there. If you're in the Rodeo, um, if you're in the Austin Show, there's a place. The Montgomery County oh, Fair boy, Show. Boy, so boy. if you were registered at one of those three shows, they have auctions set up for you. And they're about to do another stock show supply auction as well. But it's not the Montgomery County Fair Association. Right. It's for people that were registered there. Yes. So sorry if that was a little bit confusing, but um, it's an independent group. Um, yeah. And for people that aren't super involved in raising livestock all the time, um, buying animals online is a very commonplace thing to do whenever you're raising livestock. Um, sometimes you want to buy a, a heifer, a steer, a goat, a lamb from somewhere oh that's far this is away so from cool. you. so cool. Right. And so you get to be able to look at the animals, you get to read about them, um, and then you can purchase them online. Um, and for terminal animals, it, it, it talks about the terms of each lot on the website. But for terminal animals, you uh, the highest bidder at the end of the, the bidding time um, will receive rights to ownership of the animal. Um, and then they are able to get it processed at the processing plant of their choice. Um, the owner, like, so if somebody bought my steer, I would take the steer to whichever processing plant they would want. Um, and then at that point, after it's processed, or the they buyer can keep can it, right? They can. That is an option. Um, I think that's listed as a, premi- a, a premium, premium sale. Because I, I see some turkeys on here, and I'm thinking Sean needs a turkey. So you can go back and describe the two different auctions. Okay. So, it uh, should be the national bird. Ben Franklin wanted it to be the national bird. Well, there you go. The turkey. Yes, but then whenever they look up and it rains, they drown because, like, you know, like turkeys and I'm chickens. Not saying well, I'm not saying it's a I'm just saying there's a lot more turkeys in the world <laughs> so, than bald eagles if you want to talk survival rate, and we'll just leave it at that. So, t- so explain the two different types of auctions. Okay. <laughs> so um, for animals like breeding heifers, yes. I know there are a lot of those entered on the website right now from uh-huh. Montgomery County Fair. That's um, called a premium sale. So basically you can bid on the animal. Um, you can have the option to use add-ons. But at the end, you um, don't have to buy the animal. The animal can stay with the exhibitor and the kid. Um, For a terminal animal, like a goat, like a pig, like a steer, um, on a terminal sale, you absolutely have the right to get the animal processed. However, if you don't want to, I believe that there is a way that you could, um, depending on the buyer, work it out with the seller. Um, It's just as a, as a market project, um, I know personally mine is under a terminal sale because we are hoping that somebody will buy him for to, to be processed. Um, all of the feed and the exercise and the supplements and all of the um, kind of work we do goes to ensuring that these animals are market ready um, and are finished out to perfection. So obviously it would be um, our goal to have them be processed and eaten as sad as that can be for some. Man, this is, I'm looking at yours right now. It's huge. You looking at her? Hers? Yeah, her heifer. What's so her name? That's a steer. Steer. Yeah. Sorry. It's yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't, no. I mean, I don't. And it's hard well, to tell um, just from the outside. I'm just looking. This is a neat. So it's stockshowauction.com, and literally there's a link that says Montgomery County right there. Click it, and you can go through all the categories of different types of, uh, I guess, heifers, bar- barrows. Barrows. So those are pigs. And then broilers. Broilers and then goats. Chickens. Why do they come up with these weird names? Is that just a style of chicken, or is that... 
I never so, heard of a broiler chicken. Right. So that just means um, it's kind of a name that they got a long time ago because that's a method that you could use to cook them. It just means that you oh. the chicken you eat um, okay. as opposed to like a layer, <laughs> uh, like a laying hen or something like that. So there are different terms um, that we use to describe different genders and um, different purposes, I guess. So like a heifer is a female um, cow that has not had a, a calf yet. Um, while a cow was traditionally what you would call um, a female that has had one or more calf. Um, same thing like in uh, goats, we call baby goats kids, and we call um, goats that have had a kid, we call them uh, does or nannies. So it's just different terminology for sure that kind of can get confusing if you're not familiar, but um, the website is super easy to use. Dick, what I want to ask, and I know you you know the time frame better because you've got to talk to Cody Spence of All Star Catering, what I would like to see, and you guys chime in, what has the loss of Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, then right after that Montgomery County Fair and Rodeo Livestock Show, not to mention the Dallas, the Austins, the San Antonios, what does this mean to you? What does this mean to your friends? What's going on? Um, right now, it's a lot of, I would say, almost confusion or just loss. Um, obviously, there are bigger problems in the world than losing the opportunity to show. Um, I'm aware of that. I know that um, Mr. Nate here and a couple of y'all have talked about, you know, just some of my circumstances in my family. But, um, you know, my, my ability to show at Houston and Montgomery County Fair has been impacted by my own, my father's condition, my, my, my the medical conditions in my family. Um, and so I understand that there are things in the world that are completely out of our control that um, leave us a lot worse off than this. This is something that will pass. Everybody will eventually be able to move on and um, we'll figure out as a community, as a, as a livestock community, as a 4-H FFA community, we'll, we, we will move on and figure out how to improve our shows and how to be able to take steps that we can avoid this in the future. Um, I, I acknowledge that there are people suffering for our worst circumstances. However, in this moment right now, um, for a lot of us, especially seniors, um, it just kind of feels like there's no closure and it's kind of empty to be able to go out in the barn and know that next week I would be moving my steer into the county fair um, and that he's just kind of sitting there with no purpose now. Um, for me personally, I've not been able to show cattle at all um, during my last year. I have breeding heifers and some circumstances came up with their breeding schedules and losing uh, calves while they were pregnant um, and just the dates of shows, things like that, that were really unavoidable um, that caused me to not be able to show as a senior. And obviously county is that one that you look forward to being able to retire at kind of. Um, and so to have that taken from us seniors is obviously devastating. Um, it just kind of feels like we're not going to be able to finish the journey. It's kind of things left unwritten, unsaid um, that you, you wish could be different. However, I know that we are resilient. Um, there's a, a line in the FFA Creed about knowing the joys and discomforts of agricultural life and having an inborn fondness for, for all aspects of, of being able to be involved in this industry, the good and the bad. Um, and I know that the kids that are involved in these organizations are heartbroken just like I am. Um, it's there's not even words to describe the feeling of knowing that something you've worked so hard for for so long is left incomplete. But um, I know that if we 
put our faith in God and trust that there's a bigger plan, um, that it will make all of us stronger and more resilient, and that we will bounce back as an industry, um, and that with the support of our community and the members of our community, um, like Lone Star Community Radio, that allow us to have... Uh, that's right. That's right? That's Isn't that right? right? Yeah. Let's Dude, she just plugged us. Well, I know, and I, 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 we got to jump to something real quick, because yeah. we'll have to go, but the financial impact. I need people to know and they need to hear them from you. It's not just, you probably average two to five hours a day with your animal. A lot of people had multiple animals. And these kids, eight, nine, 10, 12, 15 years old, spent two, three, four, five hours every day, seven days a week. But the financial, some of you folks, you don't have the money to just let that steer, that pig, that goat walk away. You've invested every disposable extra dime you had. Talk about that real quick. Right. So in our community, especially in Montgomery County, it's a very competitive show. And obviously, um, as young people, we want to be the best. We want to be the ones, um, you know, the belt buckles and everything are important um, to people, when, it, especially when you first get started. And it's so exciting to be able to win. Everybody wants to win. So that kind of goes to why, you know, it's important we buy the best animal whenever we're selecting projects. Everybody wants to be able to start off in the best place possible so we can have um, an animal that is in its prime and the quality that can win the Montgomery County Fair. That's what everybody wants. Um, and so that kind of speaks to the financial commitment that you undertake whenever you say, okay, I'm going to raise a project. So I'm going to buy the best animal that I can afford. Um, and then I'm going to feed it the best feed that I can afford um, for anywhere from, you know, six to nine months. If you're talking about a pig or um, a steer or even broilers and rabbits, um, you, you select the best quality feed and the supplements that it needs in order to put on finish or to burn fat, um, those kinds of things, those decisions you make. It's not cheap. Um, and there are a lot of kids who work to be able to provide um, the feed, like their money to be able to purchase the feed, to be able to purchase the animals. Um, and there are a lot of kids who depend on the profits from making sale at the auction um, to be able to either purchase their next animal or maybe even um, go into a college fund. I know a lot of kids do this and raise animals so that way they can have a more secure future um, in terms of their college education or whatever that may be after high school. Um, so obviously this is devastating to spend that much time and money um, really consciously making those decisions, knowing that at the end there is a good possibility that if everything is done as well as you can do it and that, you know, you do all of the work, there's a great chance that you could make sale and make a good profit. Um, so obviously that the loss of being able to possibly make a profit is devastating financially to a lot of families, especially families that have multiple children um, that have animals for both Montgomery County and the Houston or Austin livestock shows. Um, so like I said earlier, the stock show auctions website is a way that um, you can buy an animal if you're wanting to support. You can also add on. So even if you don't want to end up with, you know, a whole steer or a pig in your backyard or in your freezer, um, you can help contribute to an exhibitor. And um, our community leaders and people that usually buy big at the fair, this is a great opportunity. Even though there's no banners, there's no backdrop pictures, um, there's not necessarily as much I guess, drama, notoriety around being able to purchase the grand champion this year. Um, I think it's almost says more about you if you're willing to, in this time of need, um, step up and contribute to these young people that have had their opportunity to prove their animals' quality and prove all of their hard work as worthy. Um, 
taken away from them. So, you know, the people that buy and support us continually um, can definitely still support this way. Um, we're definitely encouraging everybody to get out and check out the auction website, whether you want to buy a pen of broilers or an AgMech project or sponsor, like give a, an add-on to somebody's heifer. Um, I know that these kids, all of them, if they if they have these listings, they've worked a lot on their projects. They've worked so hard and put a lot, a lot of commitment in. Parents as well, you know, parents supervise and buy the feed if you, the kid can't, you know, drive. They're the ones that move things. So. I want to let folks know at stockshowauction.com is the website for all the available auctions. It looked like they're all going until the 31st, so plenty of time. Uh, you do have to create a login, and you can bid, and there's also an option to add on. It's all It makes it really easy to find it, uh, to support the kids who are who raise these animals. So Did you notice important. you mentioned... But other kids, other kids. We got to be wrapping. We got to be wrapping it up. We got to. We have a phone call to Cody Spence, and we're going to be talking to All Star Catering about what they're doing for dinner tonight up in Willis. So, Maria, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you guys so much. You, uh, you said the stockshowauction.com is the website. Yes. And is there any other way people can support you? Because you basically just told me two things: you can bid on an animal, and then you can do an add-on. Mm-hmm. Is there any other way people could help? Um, and this time, I think just reaching out to kids and making okay. sure that they, you know, are doing okay or that if they need anything is fa- right now, a lot of us are out of school. And so if, you know, we need, if kids are in need, or if you know a kid that has an animal reaching out, seeing if there's anything, maybe they aren't listed on stock show auctions. And if you're hearing this, you might be able to help them get their animal there. Um, and really just thoughts and prayers right now. Um, so that way our community can kind right. of staple out. So we appreciate it so much. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you're listening to Dick and Skippy right now. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to get Cody Spence from All-Star Catering, Catering by All-Star, on the uh, phone talking about dinner tonight, which is a pickup program they're offering for meals for uh, large families to, I guess, to small families. That kind of that we're going to find out. So we got Cody Spence after this break. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. All right, we're back here on Dick and Skippy. In the mornings, Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. Hanging out in the studio, broadcasting live all the way to about 11 o'clock today. And, uh, yeah, so on the line with us, we have Cody Spence with All-Star Catering, Catering by All-Star. Cody, are you there, man? I am. Good morning. Doing good? I'm doing great. 
doing great, as good as you can be during this time. That's true. I uh, wanted to get you on because I know a lot of folks are living a different lifestyle these days. And I saw I noticed that uh, Catering by All Star is doing dinner tonight. Uh, dinner tonight again. We are. We uh, we decided to reboot it uh, during this time. We have a uh, one. We have a lot of products that. Uh, we need to get rid of, and two, um, we know that there's a need for uh, quick and easy meals. I don't know if you've been to the store in the last week, but uh, it's not too easy to get everything that you need, so this is just a quick way that you can just swing in and uh, grab a casserole or some banana pudding or a salad. And, wait, wait, uh, did you just say banana pudding? Oh, yeah. oh, great. I did. Here we go. Okay, we're, we're talking, uh, having a different conversation now. Tell me more about this banana pudding. <laughs> Uh, well, it comes in small, medium, and large. Small is, of course, the personal size. It's going to run $5. Medium is the uh, Nathan Arizati size. And uh, Nathan Arizati personal size, let me say. Uh, and that's going to run about 15 And then um, the large size, which uh, will feed uh, one or two or three families. Uh, or or me, yeah, right. okay. Let's or, or you. problem is Nathan's uh, is not hooked up on the headphones, so he, he didn't get the dinner. Oh, yeah, here. Yeah, Nathan, let's get you on headphones so you can hear Cody just totally smack talk you. Uh, well, it's wonderful to know. So uh, a question I have, uh, Cody, I don't know if you were listening in to Marie, who was in the studio just a moment ago, uh, talking about these animals. But, you know, uh, with the loss of the, the rodeo and stuff, there's a lot of extra meat that's kind of like hanging around. I think I feel it'd be our duty to put you together with Marie and... Uh, you know, well, let's, kill two birds, let's figure out the varieties with one stone. Let's figure out the varieties of casserole I, I, casseroles they offer. Yeah, before uh, we start well, talking about cows. The way that we're doing this is, uh, it's not quite like uh, the way we used to do dinner tonight, where uh, it was a different meal every day. Uh, we're making a set menu of meals per week, or a set uh, set casseroles per week, and you, it's best to order in ahead of time. Um, just to guarantee that we can get it to you, like the, that we can uh, make it for you. Uh, if you just do walk in, if you want to take that risk, uh, that that's awesome. Uh, I can't guarantee that I have stuff available for you uh, because we already have uh, what we originally were going to produce. We have already sold, um, oh, and so we actually had to produce more this morning. Um, but we have uh, beef lasagna, chicken and spinach lasagna. Uh, Chicken cordon bleu casserole mm. and uh, chicken Alfredo bake. And then we have personal salad and then banana pudding. That's going to be this week's menu. Uh, next week's menu uh, will be released a little later today. We're still trying to figure out what all we can produce. Um, but it will be three items plus uh, banana pudding for sure. And then uh, we don't know what else. We don't know if it's going to be salad or something else at this point and i know folks can see the menu on y'all's facebook uh what you're offering one one question i have no, to well, give the facebook page again real quick for those who are tuning in catering by all-star catering by all-star but gotcha. what, one question i have for you because you put the prices but the only thing i don't i don't know how much does that feed because you talk you make a joke about nathan's arizati yeah, size nathan's size of so when we talk oh, about oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but if it's banana pudding, he's right. Yeah, yeah. it's the uh, was that big. So when we when we look at these casseroles, can you kind of explain that to some of the listeners who want to purchase sure. purchase that? So the way that we have to uh, do the beef lasagna and the chicken and spinach lasagna is in a half pan. There are nine servings in those pans, uh, and they run forty five dollars, uh, and that will be your family probably for two nights. Um, it's not three if it's a smaller family. Uh, 
and then the uh, chicken cordon bleu casserole and the chicken alfredo bake will feed uh, two to three, uh, maybe even up to four, um, and those are 20 each. And then the banana pudding, the $5 is a, what we call a personal size. Uh, if it were like me and my wife eating, eating uh, it would feed us. But uh, for a lot of people, it's just uh, one size. Uh, it's just uh, one serving. And then the medium is uh, four to five, and then the large is uh, roughly 15. Okay, man. Hold, hold, my, hold my beer. I'm yeah. going in. Uh, <laughs> Cody, tell us about the, the actual sequence of events. So somebody wants to get some dinner from you. T- talk me through the process here. They, they contact you Absolutely. Through, through the website, or I'm going to let you take over from here. Tell me. Perfect. All right. So uh, you can email us at info at cateringbyallstar.com, or you can call our office, 936-228-0440. You can also Facebook message us. Don't, don't put it in the comments, but you can message us. Uh, it's a good way for us to get an order in. Those are the, And uh, if you want it guaranteed, it, it's going to have to be 24 hours in advance. If you want to just do a call in or an email in to figure out what we have available for today, Please do that. Highly encourage it. Um, I don't want you to have to drive all the way out here uh, just for us to not have anything. So definitely call ahead. Um, and that way we also can have it bagged up, ready to go. Uh, you can pay over the phone uh, or you can walk in and pay. If you pay over the phone, we'll bring it out to you. Um, if not, yeah. you're coming in now. Where are you located, not Cody? Coming in. We're located at 1201 North Danville Street, Willis, Texas, 77378. So someone drives out to you. So at this time, is delivery to people not an option? At this time, delivery is not an option. There, of course, always is the catering delivery. Like if you have a big order and you need it hot, we'll still deliver it at that time, of course. But Uh, on the personal family levels? On the personal family levels, not at this time. Mm -hmm. And that's just mainly because uh, it's taking all of us in the office right now to one keep up with orders but two there's a lot of canceled events and we're having to go through the procedures of canceled events with each individual client gotcha well cody thanks for updating us about dinner tonight and it sounds delicious a good variety i'm, I'm gonna have to talk to mrs Skippy uh, about check this check out the menu check it out online at the, the catering by all stars uh what, facebook what's calling out to you dick the chicken alfredo is kind of like calling out my name i've I had think. a little bit of everything so have it's you? all good I think chicken alfredo Anything without banana meat, pudding. Though, you can that's like that's b tier well it the beef lasagna sounds meat. good too because i only believe in beef lasagna so and uh clearly the the, the uh the chicken alfredo or the uh uh Chicken corn on blue casserole. That's our personal thing. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. See, I love a good chicken corn on blue, too. I just want to talk about banana pudding. No. Don't we all? <laughs> Nathan and I are going to... Cody, where do I meet oh. you? What do I change? i got toilet paper. I've got hand sanitizer. Yeah, when's, the, when's the haggling going to start around here? Yeah, County? right. When's the bartering going to... Y'all call swipers. me afterwards. We'll haggle. <laughs> we just had our another case in Montgomery County. Well, yeah, we're up to we'll, six we're, now. We'll, we'll, okay, cool. I'm glad y'all get the updates. Uh, Cody, thank you so much for uh, so calling in and catering talking by all. Hold, hold on, catering by All Star. Yeah, make sure I got that catering right. And you can uh, and, hit their Facebook and page. Then, uh, uh, the Facebook page, catering by All Star. The website is cateringbyallstar.com. If uh, you want uh, daily updates on the menu or weekly updates on the menu, uh, call in or email us at info at cateringbyallstar.com. We'll put you on the email list, and we'll, yeah. we send out blasts every day. Cody, will you get some four by sixes or five by sevens 
uh, headshots of yours and autograph that for every every order? <laughs> By request. No He's problem. a handsome guy. No. Have you seen him dance? Let, let, let me get a new haircut, and then we'll talk. <laughs> Dude, I'm saying. Okay. Well, uh, Cody, again, thank you so Cody, much thanks for a lot, in. man. Appreciate that. And, uh, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. So, guys, listen up. That, that's a pretty cool setup there. Uh, we're talking to Cody with uh, Catering by All-Star. Uh, check him out, cateringbyallstar.com, or check out their Facebook page, Catering by All-Star. Uh, you know, especially if you're family-bound. Now, right now, it's just me and Mrs. Skippy and Mom occasionally getting her dinner but uh you know sooner or later i'm gonna run out of stuff in the fridge the reason i saw it because i've had the dinner tonight Uh before it's uh, for holly and i it's perfect for several meals i was thinking you know i I ordered that chicken cordon blue thing i think that would take care of me mrs kippy and mom for you know two three four days my mom eats like a bird Uh, do i have that (laughs) when you eat like a bird is that a lot or a little I thought you were being sexist about it's it. Very little. On a very bird. little. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, my mom eats my like a bird. My eats just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you think Holly tiny. eats? Tiny. I, I, she eats like a mouse. That's Holly's what I call like it. She eats like a mouse. You see little chewy marks all over the food. You're like, oh, clearly oh, Holly's been eating this. So you just had to go there. But so that sounds really good. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're joking about the banana pudding. All of that is like the God's dessert. So I'll just leave it there. Uh, I may actually have to, uh, in a couple of days, give him a call and, and get some food delivered. And that, it's safe, obviously. It keeps you from having to go to the market or um, wiping out your own personal stash at the house in case this thing does become elongated. Yeah. And pizza delivery can only take you so far. He didn't mention his candy bacon, but I bet you for but the they, right I saw on the menu, so don't get people's hopes up, man. Yeah. You can't be right talking about fee, that stuff. For the right fee. I don't know about that. What do you no. think? They seem to be a organized in their own plus way. A, plus a case of toilet paper? I mean. He's got a little kid. How He's much do you think toilet paper really is worth? I don't think it's worth that much. I think the market went down a couple of days ago. Well, I, th- I think it depends on the quality of the TP. Like, you have the aloe stuff. You're probably you could probably get a candy bar. All too. I gotta say, even though I'm set up on toilet paper right now, fortunately, uh, the last week the Houston Chronicle has seen fit to be delivering newspapers to my driveway, though I'm not a subscriber. So well, the, cur- the got, courier is involved with that too. I think. Yeah, but the Chronicle is a lot thicker. Okay. More more sheets. So well, I, I, I'm, I, well, I'm my, set. No, my dad called me and was like, "Hey, we're getting the courier. It's like inside our Chronicle." Yeah, it's good because. Chronicle bought bought so, out HCN, the piece of newspapers. And one thing I would encourage folks that uh, Holly and I have been talking about is this is a great opportunity if you are homebound and you know <laughs> to learn about your spouse. Well, no, is is there's so many recipes you can learn how to cook, and there's so many utilities online to teach you like the way to cut things, prep things, mm-hmm. and especially if you know there's limited items that you're so used to having. Ask your Echo, believe it or not, so, Mrs. Skippy. I had a couple of tuna steaks that I bought. Echo? Huh? Who's that guy? Your uh, Alexa. The, yeah, but the problem is, see, this thing is. Oh, uh, okay. I see what you're talking I'm about. I'm trying to avoid the word because yeah, it'll I, turn I, on I, my tablet. Well, you shouldn't have those devices in your house, folks. This is part of the reason why we're here today. Oh, my NSA files so, are already. You know, Skynet is the cause of the coronavirus. We all know that. But I had a couple of tuna steaks that I picked up from this this hidden market the, that I'm not going to give you the name about, and uh, she found this Gordon Ramsay recipe online. It was. Well, I think one of the best dinners I've ever had just by her asking, hey, listen, you know, uh, Alexa, I got a couple of tuna steaks and, and this. What can I do? And it actually gave her this amazing recipe. So in oh. this time for I think what Dick and I are trying to say is as we're wrapping this up, it's though there's a lot of stuff going on and it's very stressful and emotions can run high and, and the political tensions in the air mixed in with close quarters and cabin fever. There's some aspects of this that you can make, you can mitigate the damage by making kind of fun, you, you know, 
Binge watch. Well, that's what, I mean, yeah, Holly and I are having a great time together. I've been enjoying it. Uh, Good. And, you know, West, Westworld just started. That was a great, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, Sci-fi we, futures, I'm all about it. And this, this. Apparently new, I already watched Westworld when it was called Battlestar Galactica. Oh, it hasn't gotten to that point yet. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Where you don't uh, know if they're robots or not. We, oh, man, they're they're I, hidden among well, us. We, we'll have another show about that because okay. I dig it. I, I have fun with that stuff. Picard's going the same route, too. Oh, man. The, the, the hidden, I'm, it's afraid, the hidden I'm enemy afraid to thing. watch new Star Trek It's stuff. the hidden enemy. But anyhow, yeah, try to make some fun about it best best you can. Dick and I will be on the air. We're coming back on yeah, Friday. We might have a special We're guest. We're going to have some more special guests uh, coming in. Coming up on Friday. We, I want to give props and it. love to Nathan Arzati here. who Montgomery County Lifestyle, Santa Nate, all the other stuff. I think he even has a van that sells toilet paper. So yeah, uh, it's one of the few white panel vans that you can approach. Visit him online, nate2go.com, and uh, he'll show up at your doorstep, sell you all sorts of goods. He'll he'll bring you the leftover banana pudding. I'm kidding. There won't be any leftover banana pudding with Nate. Nathan and I are gonna have to sit down over the the, the large size. I think we go have these on it, it down, and just kind of meet it meet it in the middle. That's what I'm talking I'm about. <laughs> oh man all right we gotta get going hey everyone uh, thanks for tuning in we'll today be back friday we uh keep an eye on our social media about who's coming in we're working on some things if you or do you know anybody that would be a good guest on the program you can always reach out to us by calling 936-228-9368 email us at dick and skippy at gmail.com we also have social media direct message us that way uh, today's show is recorded and we'll be posting it on our podcast and of course youtube all that kind of stuff. Uh, just look up Dick and Skippy. You can go to IRLoneStar.com slash Dick and Skippy to see all of the, our past shows and things like that. We will be right uh, back on Friday. So it was good to see you guys. And yeah, great thanks to you, our man. special yeah. guests today and informing us on what's going on. And uh, when she said lamb, I was thinking of the lamb shank recipe I got. If you like animals, you'll so, love the lamb chops. I mean, I'm thinking. the in the basket. There you go. Oh. So thanks to Marie. Uh, thanks for Megan. Thanks for Cody being our special yeah. guest today. And of course, Nathan. And we'll catch you on Friday. Yeah.